We're speaking about speaking about staying, 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 staying connected. And it's really quite interesting because it's such a hard thing to do. But we make this bracha every morning, and in the morning go the kind of shamash and Saturday. And I was doing reading over this bracha with with a group of really beginner beginner students who are beginning in terms of unexposed. They didn't, they didn't know that this bracha that really existed. So I'm saying to them, you know, they make this bracha on your soul in the morning. They go, well, that sounds pretty weird. I said, well, you know, you have to thank you have to thank the the Boya Olam for returning your soul to your body, and this is what it's all about. So you say, you know. My God, kind Shamashin or Satami, the soul that you've given me, uh, you created it, you fashioned it. Tom Fahtobi breathed into me, me many and when you take it away from me, you're gonna give it back to me. Whole, this is whole dialogue by the soul you can with returning souls to dead corpses. Now, why are you making that every morning? Simply speaking, to quote a secular source to this expression, Mahatma Gandhi said, every night I die and in the morning I am reborn, which I, I thought captured this idea of how we perceive sleep and how we relate it to death, because we perceive sleep as a mini-death and we perceive awakening as a mini-rebirth. Because when a person sleeps, you, you're pretty dead, meaning you're not active, you're not doing stuff, you're not, you're not meeting people. Um, if you are... <laughs> problem um, <laughs> so you, you, you're asleep which means capitalistically speaking your soul leaves your body which is why there's a lot of talk about dreams and the import of dreams and dreams are 60th of prophecy and death is a 60th and, and, and sleep is a 60th of death and in other words your neshama ascends to the supernal realms and is able to communicate with higher beings now can we rely on that to say that our dreams are all prophetic certainly not but there were definitely people who had prophetic dreams, even until quite recently. And sometimes there will be occurrences where people have these like recurring dreams and they, are, they can be even profound and prophetic, even normal run-of-the-mill people. But we see in the Chumash that Joseph's dreams are a famous feature of Chumash Bereshis, as is Avimelech's dream and Yaakov Avinu's dream. And these are dreams and they, they're prophetic dreams. Well, how can you have a dream... How can you have a prophecy when you're dreaming? And the answer is, well, that's the best time to have a prophecy because what really stops you from perceiving the spiritual world is you get too caught up in your physical world. What does that mean? We're talking about staying connected, right? Staying connected, we need we need a connecting point. We need some kind of interface. And the interface has to be the neshama if we're trying to connect to the ultimate reality, to the infinite, to the profound. We're not going to do that through our hands. And we're not going to grasp onto the infinite by clasping in our hands as with a physical object. So we have to... How do we do it? says, so go back. There's a Gemara. The Gemara says, uh, a Mishnah. This is, Al-Koch Ato, um, Al-Koch Ato, uh, what's the last one? Notzartov Al-Koch Ato. The precise language. Al-Koch Ato Chayv, Al-Koch Ato Chmeis. You live against your will and you die against your will. Which means as follows. Think about it. Before you're born, what's your neshama doing? The soul, this lofty, spiritual, powerful being. What's it doing? Well, it's doing what a lofty, spiritual, powerful being should do. It's like sitting underneath the Kisar Kovit, whatever these mystical contexts means, the throne of glory. And it's just radiating in spiritual light. And then one day someone says, uh, Hello, is that neshama Shimon? Goes, Yes. Um, time to go 
what do you mean time to go? Time to leave your spiritual realm and descend into the world of physicality and body. And the Nishama says, you can't be serious. So the voice <laughs> says, I'm afraid I am. That's called Akorcha Atanolod. Against you. It sounds like waking up in the morning. Exactly. Boom. <laughs> Precisely. So, so what happens is, so, so the Nishama says, well, tell me a little bit about what's going to be like. You know, hoping that maybe there's like a perk. Um, well, says the voice back, well, what do you hate the most? Someone says, well, probably like physicality for physicality's sake. You know, like gross indulgent, which will separate me from the, from the true light of my creator and make me something which is like completely dislocated from eternal reality. So the voice says, well, <laughs> I break this to you, but uh, that's pretty much what it's going to be like. You're going to be shattered um, in, this, in this body, which is only really interested in that kind of stuff. So the Nishama says, what do you mean? So the voice says, well, it's a little bit like, imagine, you know, you're, you're, a, you're a saint and your entire life you spent um, pursuing the, the right and good. And then you get um, put into a room with a really evil mafia criminal whose entire intention is just to rape, plunder, steal, and just do and like and you're living with him twenty four seven, and he's abusive and he's and that and how how would you how would you enjoy him as a roommate? So the saint says, oh, it doesn't actually sound like such a kashmake. <laughs> so that's what happens. So our, our goof is thrust into, the, the neshama is thrust into the goof. And the, the neshama is like a little bit not, not so keen on that. So it's like, oh, it's against its will. It's not interested in coming down here. It's now it's in, in the body. And it gets into the body and then it thinks, oh gosh, okay, well, this is looking so rosy. And what we have to do over the course of a lifetime is reestablish our connection. So in, in a way, purify that body so that there's not such a there's not such a conflict as there may naturally be at the point of entrance, which which is really, if you think about it, the point of conception, which then becomes birth, and now you've got a child, and that child has very little connection uh, on an observable level to any kind of spirituality. The child is pretty much interested in immediate gratification, cry, feed, sleep, sleep, um, no real awareness of anything outside of itself never never you never baby like about to cry when it's like a newborn thinking oh my gosh no, i can't do this mom's sleeping oh, yeah. you know last thing to do in the world she wants to do is like nurse me for the next two hours maybe i'll just like i wait i wait till she's have a good few hours sleep not 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 happening a baby is immensely 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 selfish and then slowly the the goal of maturation is to graduate from that tiny selfish being which only sees it's once needs to something larger. Now, how does that maturation approach? Is obviously the internal neshama starts to become more influential as time goes on. So, so how do we? How do we? That's nice. It sounds fantastic, theory. But how do we? How do we experience these things? And how do we integrate them? So, I'm going to I'm going to try work this out. And, and again, this is this is us working together as 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 a group. We all experience. I think it's safe to say. And you don't experience this, so then it's definitely a widespread phenomenon self self chatter so for example when, when I'm lying in bed 
and I'm waking up in the morning, there's like this whole like my mind starts to chat itself. So, okay, you should get up now. Well, why should I get up now? I can sleep a bit later. Well, can you sleep a bit later? Can I miss the minute? I miss the minute, so I'll get the second minute. We'll be second minute. Not gosh, my goodness, I'm going to be like, oh, man, I should get up now. Oh my gosh, what is Oh my gosh, I forgot to iron my shirt. I have to wake up the bit. And right now in this room, you're probably thinking, if you just stop and you listen to your mind talking, maybe saying things like, how long is she going? Oh, what's for lunch today? And, and like, there's like this chatter, this chatter in our mind, right? Yeah. So this, this is an exercise. This, oh, there we go. So this is this is an exercise. Oh, this is like saying to myself, saying to myself, is there anything else? So <laughs> sometimes the chat is loud and sometimes softer, softer. Sometimes the background. Sometimes really kind of you're so aware and you're in it. And then you, so now this is an exercise to get to to deal with this chatter. What we're going to do is we're going to simply, and we can all do this exercise right now. Um, let's get that voice to talk. You know, the voice talks, but let's get, let us initiate that talk in the voice. I want you all in your mind's eye in your mind's ears, I want you to all say to yourselves, with that voice, say hello. Hello. I want to leave. Uh, it's rude to say hello in the middle of a conversation. Wait, in your mind. Okay, so no one speak, and you guys are already fantastic students, and I know the instructions were that clear, so I'm going to say them again, just to make sure that you, you properly get... Yeah. yeah, okay, here we go. Slowly and surely. So, we all wear this constant chatter in our minds, we don't hear that chatter with our physical ears, but we kind of hear it with our, with our minds. So instead of hearing stump chatter, let's initiate what we want that voice to say. And I'm suggesting we should want it to say hello. So everyone in your mind's eye, just say hello. Good. Now I say hello a little bit louder. Now I say hello in a shrill voice. Now I say hello, hello with like a bit of an echo. Good. I think that, that, that for the average person, that's a relatively simple procedure. Now, I want to ask you a question so we know who is speaking. But who is listening? Who was listening? Welcome to your Neshama. Welcome to your Neshama. The Neshama is a listener. The Neshama is the thing that's always there listening to the chatter. See, we don't think about it that way. We just hear the chatter, but we don't actually identify. And that's why it's so hard. It's hard to be conscious of consciousness. <laughs> it's like it's, it's, it's very slippery I, f- I feel like I just lost you there Dobby no, yeah. you hear yeah. so it's hard to be conscious of consciousness so the way we do it is like think about the listener think about as I'm talking now yes I am talking but I can also be conscious of my consciousness that's listening to me speak and listening to me the way I'm moving my hands and interacting with you and I've got this um, it's always there this presence this presence of self welcome to who you really are that's in the shaman that's who you are when you say I I am the soul I'm the soul. And I'm going to take it this, just a drop further. And it relates to what we were saying in our previous, the, the, the share that we gave on staying connected, maybe number four. Um, let's think about this, this idea in, in terms of what we spoke, speaking about, we spoke about characters, right? So we've got this idea, is that, well, who am I? Well, I can't be the person that's in this room in this moment. Can't, they can't be the all of me. They can't be the all of me. Because if this is the all of me, the right now, this me, the teacher, me, the rabbi, me, the, well, Whatever they read Me, the teacher, me the, me, the person in this room that's speaking more than you are speaking. If that's me, so that means that's me, which means it precludes the possibility for another kind of me. But I don't want to be this me in 10 years' time. Well, then, so then who is the I? Well, it can't be this because this is, this is expiring soon. It's going to hopefully evolve into something different and better and larger and more perceptive and kind and whatever. 
So then, okay, so th- this is not me. And if I go backwards, I certainly hope that the me that was there 10 years ago isn't the me that's sitting in the room right now. So if I'm defining my eye by the moment, the person in the present, in this room right now, that seems to be a very um, limited and uh, restricted definition. But what about this? Moving from previously we spoke about an actor playing a role. Let's speak about a different analogy. I think it, it, it will hone in. Imagine you are a, playing a video game. And you've got a character in the video game. And his job is to find treasure in a maze. Or if you want to make a tachli sticker, Super Mario, yeah, Super Mario. So you, you now, you've got Super Mario, Mario is your character. And you're controlling him and he's going, he's like finding all these treasures and, and he's jumping up and he's jumping down and you're controlling him. And sometimes Mario dies. How do you feel when Mario dies? Well, you feel like, okay, well, I tried hard, I did well, I got to level four and hopefully next time I'll get to level five. So then you start again with Mario and you've got all the skills and you've got the kind of the abilities and sometimes you can even have video games which in the reincarnation they may possess some of the powers that the previous character had as well. So you can use it, move them forward. And then you, with your joystick you're controlling the character. But at no point in time when your character dry, dies do you like expire. Because you reckon that well I've still got the joysticks and my character may have died but I am still here. So the Nishama is the one that's controlling the joysticks of your life. It's the consciousness that, that's issuing the decision. It's, it's the command center. But what can happen is, as a natural process of life, we can actually forget. And we can become Mario, as opposed to... And we forget that there's someone controlling. And that's really the struggle. And that's the struggle between the Nisham and the Guf. The Guf says, no, 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 no. There's no, there's no joysticks and there's no controller. This is it, boys. This is the life. I am the character. And the whole of me is in the character. And then the shaman says, no, 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 just a manifestation. Just a, just a character you're playing. And the minute you're in the character, so you lose control over your life. And then when you step away from character, you gain control over your life. So I'm going to play around with my joysticks right now. Okay, I've got this, I've got this fantastic setting on my, on, my, on my character that's me. You see me now. You see I've got a body. And, because my eye doesn't really have a body, doesn't, doesn't, isn't, con, isn't constri- con, constricted by body. The eye is way beyond body. He's just using my body now for, for the game, the game of life. He's using my body. So he's got hands and he's got intelligence, he's got all these things. So I'm going to start controlling him. I'm going to start off by controlling the hand movements. Watch this. Right hand up, slow circle in the air. Not bad, eh? Not bad control. Start a movement of the hand. Beautiful. Wide open. And now I'm going to start controlling more things. I'm going to control the. Feel of my voice. I'm going to make it a little bit more smooth and gentle. And now the volume, just dropping it a bit. I'm also going to put in a few pauses in my voice. And I've just got that. I've got those controls, and just, I'm just using them. I'm using the controls. So I recognise that this is not me. This is the character. I recognise right now in this moment, I'm actually experiencing myself as the me and this interaction between us is I'm just the character you are just all the characters and therefore if we sit in this room and we actually start to contemplate that the people that we see and touch and feel we are the characters but the real eyes are this gigantic endless infinite self and imagine if we could connect on that level how much energy and love and power there'd be in this room So that's called connected. Connected is 
we recognize that we, I, the soul, the I, is not the character, and the character is just that that for you guy who 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 really he's just he's sent there for a mission. He's got a job to do, and 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 the I has got the joystick. And the minute we lose controls of the joystick, so then so then things go awry. Because imagine you imagine imagine like imagine if you're like busy playing this video game and you you over-identify with Mario, and then all of a sudden you feel yourself in the game, and then you lose consciousness of the fact that you're playing a, playing a character in the game. And now it just becomes about getting the treasure, getting the treasure, getting the treasure, getting the treasure. And then you forget it's a game, you forget there's anything behind it. Welcome to life. Welcome to life. Oh! Do you see how profound that is? Yes, Shmuel. Um, so, when we're like, let's say like, the part where you did like the movement yeah like, uh, how about this as you talk to me imagine yourself being controlled by the higher self and imagine the Shmariyahu in the room is just doing the bidding of that higher self can you do that so for example choose your body movement choose choose, choose your voice choose how well, you like. while I'm choosing what's the other part there when you say the other part, what do you mean? Like the, the character, the real, the, yeah. the physical part. I mean, he's waiting for instructions. So he's dormant? He's dormant. I mean, theoretically, and this is where it becomes complex. Theoretically, see, it's, it's, there's, there's an, another dimension which you don't get in the Mario game. So in the Mario game, Super Mario, what's going to happen is the character never tries to take the joystick from your hands and say, come into the game and just pretend to be me. He remains very distant. So therefore, it's very easy to control him and to feel the distance. In real life, the character seduces us to forget about the fact that we're in control and tries to beguile us into forgetting that there is a joystick and a control and says, just come in here and be with me. It, it, it is very much, and I think that's why, you know, those people who still remember, and I know it's become ancient history, the Matrix, it was a fin- fantastic. It was a fantastic analogy to this idea that that we choose to live in the illusion of the character. People made that movie lost it. You with me? So if I if I took this cup and I said, "Rob, can I just get you a refill?" Right. And then just threw it on the ground. Right. What? I don't. Is there a transition of losing control? Beautiful. That's a beautiful. That's a beautiful, beautiful question. In other words, well, I'm kind of subtly implying that once you have the control of the joysticks, the decisions will be good. Say, Shmir, well, I decide consciously to take this cup and just smash it. Well, what do you mean? Why? Why is that? Why is it this elevated self? It's like really bad. So I, that's why I've got to say for Tanya Open, I want you to discuss something that, that he puts across. And he says, really, there's two origins of actions, emotions, and thought. The one origin is from the character trying to claim ownership over life. That's really our battle, right? Our battle is, who do we live? Do we live the soul or do we live the, the character? That's, that's our conflict in life. And the way that 
it has to work is it has to be fair so therefore that means the character has the right to take control over all the aspects that the soul could control the soul can control thoughts he can control speech he can control action but if it's going to be fair the body also has to be able to have control of action thoughts and and action feelings and thoughts so how does it work then that the body can control those and the soul can control them well it depends where it starts so the body the physical self will generate emotions based on tangible experiences which are related to self-preservation and all the animalistic tendencies that we have so when someone comes to me and they say you're an ugly lout so that's going to cause me to feel attacked and that feeling so I'm going to he's going to say something and hear with my ears it's going to make me feel attacked and that feeling of attack is going to generate thoughts of revenge or 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 negativity or that stuff so it starts off in the realm of physicality and that physical sensation creates an emotion and that emotion creates a thought and when when and that thought then says basically the the, the whole thing is live in the world of the character and just like fight it out in the world of survival the that 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 that's body living soul living is the sequence is the opposite it doesn't start off with an experience this is, this is obviously requires more discussion and has levels of complexity which we can move on to but first of all as a very oversimplified i'm oversimplifying now that the emotional the character who tries to control life begins with the experience in the physical world which then generates an emotion which then generates a thought and that thought can become a paradigm that we can then live inside of and that becomes living inside the character where, where it's about him, me getting him and him getting me and like there's no longer a sense of a higher thing controlling me the, the other way of actually processing life is when we begin with the thought so I'm thinking to myself as opposed to responding or reacting I'm thinking to myself wouldn't it be nice for me to give some joy to the tisk thought and then I look at him and I feel a sense of warmth and care for him so I went from thought to feeling and I say to him I don't know like yeah um, do me a favor, get yourself an iced coffee. It's flat, bro. No problem. I think it's tall shackles. It's not, it's yeah, not. Yeah, it's not, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, come on. I think you should give it to someone else. Yeah, no, 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 no. Beggars and dates. It's not. buy an iced coffee machine. Um. So, 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 yeah. So that's uh, so that that was that was that was that was a very different place, right? Different place, and there was an integrated like it wasn't. So now, I felt very strongly that that I'm playing a character based on 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 soul, not on the on the animal. Yes, Dobby, what are you saying? If you face with like, let's say you faced with a dilemma and you had a crossroads, and you have, you have a decision to make, and you choose a decision that you feel is right. Mm. How do you know that that decision isn't the 
your body tuning it or mm-hmm. the soul tuning it? How would you know? So you tell know me a story about, about this. What happened? Let's hear it. Um, Make it real. Great, okay, so you bring up a very practical case. You're sitting there and you think, okay, should I go to Targum or should I do a review of the shear? And then you, you have a conflict. Good. Okay. So now, where are those two disparate energies arising from? What do you think? The one is probably from, say, stomach or something, just a fear of falling behind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... I guess they're both from a fear of... I guess they're both... You don't want to fall behind. Aye, aye, aye. I don't want to fall behind. Mm-hmm. But for that I'd fall less behind within the Chazar of the Shia, then I'd fall more behind if I didn't go over the Steinmaker. Okay, so let's go. Can we go a drop deeper? Um, if you could... Which pool do you feel stronger? Stomach. Why? Um, because it was a, like a challenge that took on myself. There you go, right? Yeah. And what will happen if you don't keep up to Stomach? Then I will fall for the challenge that took on myself. So you already see that the decision really is not a decision of what's a more important learning. The decision is what I need for myself. So if I don't do Shnaimikra, so it means I'm bad and I failed. So now it's a decision between, to understand, and then, and then there's another point of like, there's, there's, this. so here we go, I'm suggesting, and I don't know you, but I'm see if this resonates. The one is my need for recognition or even though it's self self recognition affirmation and the other one is my need for let's say um, authenticity or or understanding or Torah so I, I, I don't know but I would say in that decision it's probably likely that the animal part of you the lower part of you is pulling ironically it's dressed up in Shnaimikra now when I say that that resonate with you? Does it feel like the pool, that the pool of Shnaimikra is like a more seductive pool and the pool of Chazor is like a much more kind of a it's, 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 it doesn't have the same triggered energy to it. Yeah, well I don't know seductive, more of a 
Driven, more driven, right? More driven. So it's got it's got a charge, yeah. and doing chazor doesn't have a charge. That's why you have to be suspicious. Um, that this is the last one. The message struck me. Says kol kol Whenever there's something that's easy to do, you have to think twice and thrice about it, because yeah. it's, it's very likely it's coming from the wrong place. But that was that was an amazing amazing illustration. See, we just went a little bit deep, but we could probably go deeper than that. But already you see, you think initially it's a question in well, what's more important. Learning time micro is a learning chazorah. That wasn't the question at all. Yeah. The question was about who am I? Yeah. Yes, Shmaya. What if I argued either on two parts? First of all, um, if a, if a person's going to get a bigger gishmak out of it, so then maybe 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 if they're getting that pull, that they should do it because no, you you can you can, again you can argue whatever you like. You can't so you can't argue you can't argue because. Me and him were talking about his internal experience, yeah. and they resonated with him. What you can say is, well, for me, fine. the struggle, the struggle may have been very different. Fine, and for fine. me, it could be actually the opposite, which is perfectly okay. Meaning, because the the struggle very rarely is is actually a struggle in das. It's most often a struggle in neshama versus guf. But that guf can be a very sophisticated guf. Or you understand? You understand? You find me, Mike? Isn't this like? This, I think the, the, for me that, that was very revelatory very good so, how was it for you before you go into your own point yeah. you go into your own point how did you just process that that, that what happened with me and Dovi um, before like jumped in for wow what do you mean and before I think there was a part of you maybe I'm just going to go there's a part of you there's a part of you maybe because I feel like there was a kind of there was a drive to your interaction right there's yeah. a part of you which felt oh my gosh I'm being threatened because I like Shnaim the title. There's a threat to me. I have to go and establish I'll, I'll tell you what it was. There was a part that um, where in, if I went through that interaction, I would have had the totally opposite conclusion. Mm. My conclusion would have been since I have this part that's like pushing me to do this and I'll, like, I'll probably enjoy more if I do it, mm. um, I should do it. Mm. And then I would end up choosing Shnaim Nikra. Mm. Um, which, which would have been a very different mechanism to Dovi's mechanism. Dovi's mechanism, really, Shnai Mikra, was a tool for self-affirmation. For you, there's something else going on which we can explore. But I don't think it was that. Okay. Okay, so that was, when, when I spoke to Dovi, it wasn't actually Shnai Mikra, he said, I took upon myself the challenge too. And boom, there we go. That's when the whole thing became visible. Right. Right? right. So I think we're going to have to stop now because we have to move on. So, um, to be continued.